Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of season 3 of the Toward Light podcast. This episode, I'm finishing the series on the Noble Eightfold Path with the eighth path factor, the factor of wise concentration. So to recap, the beginning of the Noble Eightfold Path are the wisdom or panya factors, wise view and wise intention, which then leads to the sila, ethical conduct factors, wise speech, wise action, wise livelihood. And then we get into samadhi, to mental cultivation, to our meditation practice. We have wise effort, wise mindfulness, and wise concentration. If we look at these three samadhi factors, effort, mindfulness, and concentration, we see that they're quite interrelated and we often practice all three at once. An analogy I've heard before that I'm going to try and get right. There are three children and they want to pick an apple from a tree. So one child gets down on their knees to become a stool. Another child climbs up on their back so they can reach the apple. And the third child stands and supports the child. So we've got mindfulness, the base. We've got effort, reaching for that apple, and concentration, stabilizing the other two. Concentration can be talked about as jhanas, which are absorption states of concentration. I don't talk about jhanas a lot because it's not my primary practice. And while I find it to be supportive and rich and interesting, I do not always find that my jhanic practices translate into my daily life the way that mindfulness does. So if I need to sit for 45 minutes or an hour to reach this jhanic state, which feels very almost magical and very absorbing and takes all of my energy, I then can't translate that to brushing my teeth. Whereas the more that I cultivate mindfulness, the more I'm mindful in my day-to-day life. So here is something that Bhikkhu has to say about concentration. The belief that one has to reach a certain level of concentration through successful attainment of absorption in order to be capable of progressing on the path can, for some practitioners, have detrimental repercussions. If such a belief is held strongly, it can result in excessive forms of striving and mental tension. Such excesses easily become counterproductive in the sense of actually preventing the mind from becoming truly tranquil. So today I'll be talking about concentration as a support to and a fruit of our mindfulness practice. We really need balanced effort to cultivate wise concentration. We cannot push or force it to happen. We also can't half-ass our practice and expect our concentration to occur. Concentration is like a muscle. The more you develop it, the easier it is for it to kick in to start to work. Longer practice periods are supportive for cultivating concentration because there's more space to settle into the practice. The analogy I often use is a snow globe. If you shake up a snow globe, it takes a while for the stuff to settle. And that's if you just put it back down. But the way that our minds work, it's like we're picking up the snow globe again and again and shaking it up and shaking it up. 
And the longer that we practice our mindfulness and develop some concentration, the less we're picking it up, the less we're shaking it. In mindfulness practice, we can generally talk about primary object or predominant object meditation. So primary object mindfulness means that we have a primary object we are placing our attention on. And when our attention wanders, we bring it back to that object. Like the breath. We pay attention to our breath. When we notice our attention has gone away, we come back to our primary object of the breath. This is a great way to cultivate concentration. We are placing attention on one thing, which naturally leads to deeper concentration. Predominant object practice, sometimes called big sky mindfulness, is when we allow our attention to connect with whatever is the most predominant thing in our present moment experience, whether it be a sound or a body sensation or a thought. We can cultivate some concentration on the flow of experience from moment to moment in predominant object practice, but it's harder than in in primary object awareness practice. A partner of concentration is tranquility. So if you're experiencing a lot of restlessness or overactive mind, cultivating concentration through primary object practice is a great antidote. It brings tranquility. It helps calm that restlessness. But if you're already super tranquil or blissed out, then more concentration may not be what's needed and predominant object mindfulness might be more helpful. Sometimes it can be useful to see what concentration feels like in your life so you can replicate that feeling in practice. What are activities you do where you find yourself naturally concentrated? Just a few examples, playing a sport, playing music, making art, chopping vegetables, running, holding a baby. Notice moments in your day where you have a wise, balanced concentration. Then when you're practicing mindfulness, you're more able to feel when concentration and effort are balanced and supporting your mindfulness. Deepa Ma said, patience is one of the most important virtues for developing mindfulness and concentration. When we are practicing mindfulness, we are practicing. We use that word intentionally because it's not a finished product. It never will be quote unquote done. It is our patience and consistency that lead to insight and concentration. And so, wise concentration circles us right back to the beginning of the path, back to the wisdom factors. Through effort and mindfulness and concentration, we see truly the truth of karma, of cause and effect, of wise view. And that insight into the wisdom factors affects our ethics in the world and we practice to see more clearly, and the wheel of the Dhamma rolls on and on toward freedom. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.